Greetings, Drinks at the Doll listeners. This is our 100th episode. First of all, I wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who has listened to any of the previous 99 episodes. We really appreciate your support and engagement, and we hope that you get some fun and entertainment out of the podcast. What you are about to hear is us reading some fanfic together, and I did not edit this episode very much. I I know that a lot of people wanted us to do a live stream of us reading these, and that just didn't, it didn't work out for a couple of reasons. So what I did, though, was I really did try to preserve the reading as much as possible. I did edit out some coughing and some some stumbling that was just kind of boring. I left in the fun stumbling or the funny stumbling and some like side talk that we did. But otherwise, I didn't really touch this. So this is as unedited as we've ever been on an edited version of the podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. I I have no idea if this was a successful experiment or not, but we tried our best. I hope you get some laughs out of it. I was giggling while I was editing. I hope that you're going to laugh too. Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 100! Woohoo! You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast way station for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie. And I'm Chris. And it's our 100th episode. It seems like a pretty big number at this point. How the hell did that happen? I know, I know, and I we know. now have, and we have more episodes than Lost Girl will ever have. Ah. I know. You just know. made Annie so sad. I'm I sorry. Know. My my dismayed sound effect. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true, and I'm kind of impressed we made it this far. <laughs> I, <there> were- <laughs> Why is that so funny? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> With this trio? Yeah. Somebody's like, I never thought we'd make it, but... <laughs> Such faith. I, I was sure I was going to get sick of you two. And I did, but I stuck, stuck it out. <laughs> is what Stephanie's thinking. I meant more, I wasn't sure when we started the podcast if anybody would care. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That too. <laughs> that too. Apparently, the, the, we still care enough to show up each week, so there must be something wrong with our noggins. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's our 100th episode, and we made the decision to read some fanfic. I don't know, but I've already had one drink. Stephanie made the decision. <laughs> we didn't make the decision. <laughs> Stephanie made the decision. But I decided for the drink special this episode, an appropriate one would be a drink that's called, oh my gosh... <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a shooter made with peach schnapps and amaretto, and I am not currently Ooh. drinking those because I possess neither of those items on hand. So I'm just drinking some wild turkey American honey, and it's delicious. But it also has the possibility to get me snockered pretty quickly. <laughs> well, that might be more fun. Who knows? Mm. I have amaretto, but no peach schnapps, and I am drinking a vodka tonic. I was going to say, what type of tonic are you drinking? Is it gin or is it vodka? <laughs> It's vodka. <laughs> there's, there's a difference? Oh. <laughs> Between, Between gin, gin and, and vodka? vodka? Yes. Yeah. No, no, not that. But you said, what kind of tonic are you drinking? Gin or vodka? And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know the difference. Between my tonics. No, no, she's, <laughs> what kind of and tonic? Blank and oh, to- oh, vodka yeah. and tonic or gin and tonic is what she's. Oh, okay. I, I knew, I knew tonic would be one of the ingredients. Is, but I didn't is know what, what the was other implied. 
Yeah. <laughs> I I am sadly drinking nothing alcoholic because I'm trying to be a good diabetic and keep my sugars down. But if it gets really crazy, I might just run out and get a bottle of champagne, which is right outside. I do have a tiny bottle of champagne, but I did not crack into it. We could have gotten some some of that birthday cake vodka. Ooh. Ooh. It, well, it's always tricky though because it's not our it's not our birthday because we started podcasting in like June, so I, I wasn't know, sure what I to know. call it. But I well, no, I'm just explaining my thought process because I did I did consider that, but then I'm like, but it's not really our birthday. I don't know. I don't know. It's our centennial episode. Yes. Yes. So you're saying on our birthday podcast we can drink. Okay. Yeah. Well, like like you guys need an excuse. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> I am the straight but still gay person when it comes to the podcast because of how little i drink so yes we've got a couple of fanfics that we're going to read the first one is written by our friend sally who's been on the podcast several times her username on fan is it fanfiction.net it's fanfiction.net right fanfiction. yes yep. okay is is sarah glass i'm not sure how to how to say it exactly but there will be links to both of the fanfics we're going to read in the show notes so if you want to read them with your eyes instead of with your ears. That was a terrible. <laughs> How much of you already had to drink, Stephanie? Just, just it's a lot, just isn't one. it? Just one and a half. It, it's it's one like and a half story. What? But but it'll be like a, a you know a audio thing. It's like a story read along thing. If you want to read yeah, along, there we yeah. go. If you want to read along, and we're not talking third grade here. We're talking rated <laughs> M. So yeah. Well, this one this one is rated K. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, on fanfiction.net. So it's oh, it's yeah, okay. it's low down there. But I will say I did make some edits to this just because for audio for reading purposes, some of the like she said became redundant because there are different people saying the things. So yeah. there are slight differences to the to the written version. But this one more more or less is is what we're going for. Oh, I didn't say the name of the story yet. It's called Happy <laughs> Birthday, Bobo. <laughs> one and a half what? I I'm gonna ask again. <laughs> Well, the first one was, it was some orange vodka and some Mountain Dew. Bad choice. Do not combine those things. I had very few yeah. mixers. <laughs> the second one was Wild Turkey American Honey, of which I've had maybe three quarters now. Three quarters. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Of, of a 10-ounce glass? Of a 4-ounce glass? Do you see? I <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Half of a 6-ounce glass. So, like, maybe three ounces. With ice. So, it kind of dilutes it. Yeah. Yeah. See? I'm practically, I'm practically sober. No, I'm not. <laughs> that was a, that was a dismissive Miss Kerbopal laugh right there. <laughs> what the hell's Thank a Miss Kerbopal? Do you it's not watch the, the Simpsons, Simpsons, Annie? No. Oh, okay. But let's get this story on the road, shall we? Yes. Happy birthday, Bo. By Sarah Gla Sally. By Sally. <laughs> Our friend Sally. Bo reached for the doorknob to Lauren's apartment and then shook her head affectionately when she noticed that the door was already slightly ajar. When will Lauren learn to start locking her door? Or at least closing it all the way? Nice. Bo started to push open the door, but paused when she heard a voice from inside. Curiosity got the better of her when she heard light Lyson? <laughs> when she heard Lauren say the name Dyson? I'm not really eavesdropping, she told herself kneeling down to brush some dirt off the, to off the toes of her boots. I just don't want to track mud into Lauren's place. She leaned a little closer toward the crack of the door. That sounds dirty. Lauren tended to pace around when she was on the phone, and her voice floated in and out of the edges of Bo's ability to hear. As it was, she could only catch snippets. A little awkward at first, sure. A compromise we can all live with. Only kind of sucks. Three, 
Better for everyone this way. Dyson. Holy succubus balls. Lauren's planning a threesome for us with Dyson? Bo was floored, literally, because she was stayed crouched on the floor mid-boot brush trying to process the information. The door opened suddenly, startling her, and she lost her balance and plopped ungracefully onto her butt. Lauren stood above her with a knowing look. I wasn't eavesdropping. Lauren raised an eyebrow. I was tying my shoelace. Lauren looked at the lace-free surface of Bo's leather boot. I heard you on the phone, and I didn't want to interrupt. Bo said, abandoning her attempt at pretense. She stood up, straightened her jacket, and walked into the apartment with immense dignity. Lauren closed the door. Bo made an about-face and draped her arms around Lauren's neck. So who were you talking to? Kenzie. Lauren replied, lacing her hands at the small of Bo's back. What about? Your birthday present. It's a surprise. Bo shimmied a little closer to Lauren. What if I told you that Succubi don't like surprises? But I know that you do. Last night proved it. Lauren said. Bo smiled at the memory. Right, but in this case, I don't think you should try to surprise me. Trust me, Bo. You're not going to want to know about this in advance. You know I'll get it out of you. Lauren smirked. Before you can get anything out of me, you're going to have to get something <laughs> into me. Bo blinked. <laughs> Why, doctor? Dirty talk. I like it. Lauren smiled as she bent to kiss Bo. No matter how fancy Bo got with her succubus wiles, Lauren was definitely not going to spill the beans. Bo opened the door to the clubhouse with a clatter. Not because there was anything wrong with the door, but because there was a small pile of trash and a soda can that sat in the door's path. Bo kicked it away with the toe of her boot. Kenzie looked up from the couch. Hey, how is the succubus like a Timex? What? They both take a lickin' and keep on ticking. How's Lauren? <laughs> Bo rolled her eyes. Mysterious, she said. Now spill it, bestie. Kenzie gave Bo a look of utter innocence. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you do. I know you were on the phone with Lauren earlier today. I want to know what... Uh, I want to know about this surprise. Bo moved a pile of magazines and sat on the couch next to Kenzie. She helped herself to the half-empty wine bottle, which sat next to another empty wine bottle, and some discarded, greasy Chinese food containers. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Trust me. You don't want to know. You know I have ways to make people talk. Yeah, but you wouldn't dare do that to me. Kenzie said confidently, bow sighed. You're right, but Kenz, I have a bad feeling about this present. Like, I don't want it. Kenzie gave Bo a sidelong glance and took the wine bottle from her and drained it. Maybe you won't want it at first, but trust me, it will be better for everyone. Dr. Hotpants knows what she's doing. Dyson! Dyson looked up from his spot at the bar in the doll and smiled when he saw the succubus striding toward him. Hey, Bo, drink? He looked for Trek, but the bartender was nowhere to be found. I'm not here for a drink, Bo said, sitting on the bar stool next to him. Do you know anything about the surprise that Lauren's planning for my birthday? Dyson's expression changed from welcoming to guarded. I can't say anything about it. She swore me to secrecy. Well, unswear, I have a bad feeling about it. Dyson held his hands up. No can do, Bo. Lauren's running this show. Bo gave him a frustrated look. She's not the only person this will affect. I know, but she said it's better for everyone this way. And you know, I think she's right. Dyson said thoughtfully. Of course you would say that. Bo snapped and stomped out of the bar. Dyson turned back to his beer. Trick slowly popped up from where he had been hiding. Is she gone? Yep. Good. That was not a conversation I wanted to have with her. Tamsin! 
Bo said, corralling the Valkyrie at her desk at the police station. Well, hello to you too, Bo, Tamsin replied, struggling in vain at the succubus's iron grip on her shoulder. I need to talk to someone, and you're it. You really know how to make a girl feel special, Tamsin said, allowing Bo to drag her into one of the empty interrogation rooms. Sit down. That's usually my line, Tamsin said, but complied. What's got your undies in a wad? Lauren is planning a threesome for my birthday with her, me, and Dyson. Lucky Dyson. No, unlucky me. I don't want this. Why not? I'm fine with Lauren's and my relationship the way it is. I feed when I need to, and Dyson is off the table. The table wouldn't be my first choice. Bo ignored the interruption. He and I are better friends when we're not lovers, and I just know that no matter how evolved Lauren says she is, she still has some jealousy about him. She's only human. And you're a succubus. Lauren knows that. I think she's just trying to make you happy. Well, this is not the way to do it. Then you should tell her. Oh, I plan to. So why are you here? I just wanted to see if you knew anything about it. Tamsin shook her head. Nope, I am 100% not in on it. Bo sighed. Well, at least someone isn't conspiring against me. Thanks, Tam. No problem. I'll see you tonight. You will? Yep, at your surprise party. Bo's jaw dropped. Oh my god, tonight? 8 p.m. sharp. Damn it! Bo said, rising from her seat. I wanted more time to be able to talk to Lauren, but as it is, I'm not even going to be able to see her before the party starts. Well, you better think fast, Bo. Dyson's coming, too. No pun intended. There's going to be an audience? Jesus, Isabeau Christ. She strode out of the room, mumbling to herself about overly smart human doctors and arrogant wolf shifters who thought they knew better than everyone else. Tamsin watched Bo leave, smirked, and dialed her phone. Doc, she knows something's up and she's not happy. Yep. See you tonight. Bo took a deep breath and squared her shoulders before she walked into the clubhouse. She had been trying to strike the right balance between trying to appear appreciative of Lauren's thoughtfulness, but empathetic in her statement that she didn't want or need to include Dyson in their relationship, and to say all of that without bringing down the mood of the party or hurting anyone's feelings. She still wasn't sure she had the right words, but there was no more time to delay. She opened the door and walked in. Surprise! Surprise! Everyone in the room turned toward her with a smile on their face. Lauren, Dyson, Kenzie, Hale, Tamsin, and Trick, and even Vex. Bo took a deep breath. Lauren, listen to me. But she paused, trailing off as she noticed what was next to Lauren, with a large red bow tied around it. What the hell is that? Lauren held up her hands. Bo, just hear me out. I know you might be mad at first. But honestly, honey, this place is a mess, and you've gone through three second-hand ones already. I know you and Kenzie are way too busy to clean. She said, giving Kenzie a sidelong glance. So I promise I'll be the one to use this. It's the best that money can buy. Bo contemplated the sparkling new Dyson vacuum cleaner that stood next to Lauren. You got me a vacuum cleaner? Yes. For my birthday? Yes. This is my only gift? Yes. Everyone in the room seemed to be holding their breath while they waited to see what Bo would say next. I love you! Bo shrieked, <laughs> running toward Lauren and leaping into her arms. She covered Lauren's face with enthusiastic kisses as the doctor staggered backward under the onslaught. Wow, I was just hoping you wouldn't be mad. I didn't expect you to be so thrilled. You have no idea. Although, honestly, a vacuum cleaner for a gift kind of sucks. That's the point. The entire room groaned, but Lauren just smiled. Happy birthday, Bobo. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I like that story. <laughs> <laughs>
and true to Sally's fashion, it like ends in a pun. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another pun. How, how else would you know that Sally wrote it? Uh huh. That's true. I told you about this before that that before I knew Sally, I read a story she wrote, and it it's basically nothing but puns. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're like, it has to be the same Sally. I was like, Sally, did did you write for this fandom? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> was, was that you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought now that you know be. her, you're like, it's definitely you. Pretty much. <laughs> so thank you to Sally, who actually kind of wrote that because we asked her about it. I was, We were like, were they looking to read a fanfic? Do you have any short ones that you might want to you know, oh. write for us or have one that you want, to, want us to read? And she wrote that. Kind oh, awesome. of for our prompting. So it's kind of appropriate that it's based on Bo's birthday since this is a kind of birthday for us, as we mentioned earlier. Woohoo! The centennial. So thank you, Sally. I think your story is cute. Yes, thank you, Sally. And then the second story we're going to read. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> this one, we asked people, suggest stories to us. And I thought this would we'd get a bunch of disparate ones because there's so many fanfic stories out there, right? Right? Yeah. No. Six people, <laughs> six of like the, which is like the majority of the people who who contacted us about fanfics. Six people all recommended this story. <laughs> you should read this one. I hate so- you all. <laughs> I read it, and I, as Chris says, I was going, "Oh my," because I'm kind of crude. <laughs> so you know, I had to be told to what this? a tribble was last week, or you know, tribbing. <laughs> So it's not like I know about tribidism. <laughs> tribidism. A tribble. Would you want to tell her what a tribble is? Yeah, I know what a tribble is. I was trying to make a joke. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> we're to the point where we're not sure if Annie's joking or not. No. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Annie. Somebody's oh. had more algae than me. <laughs> I mostly hear alky used as an abbreviation for alcoholic, so oh, that just sorry. sounded really weird. <laughs> it's not like I get any of my sayings right. That's the point of my dumb humor. <laughs> Anyisms. Yep. So the following story that we're reading, this is called Too Many Cocks in the Hen House. Oh, Good God. title. By Somewhat Addicted and the Lost Foodie. And... This one we did edit a little bit more heavily. We cut out a section just kind of for for time sake. It doesn't really compromise the general flow of the story. And like I said, we're going to post a link to these fanfic in our show notes so you can go and read the whole thing when if you would like. So edited for time and content and to fit on screen. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I just got. It. <laughs> So, okay, so the previous story was pretty, pretty, pretty mild, rated K. Tame. Tame. And this one is less so. This one, um, it's yeah. Like pole vaulting. Go K so, to drrr, the other side of the... Yeah, so, so warnings. If you are, you'll, it'll become pretty clear what the story's about pretty early. So if this if subject you haven't is already guessed from the title, yeah. Hmm? So this subject is, or if the subject is something that makes you uncomfortable, we won't, we won't be upset if you go ahead and stop. Can I stop? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. <laughs> I think we might be asking. <sighs> oh, I should have had alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should also say we also did edit this because it included some f words which we don't say on the podcast. So that that's why. We don't have anything personally against that word. It's just we don't we don't say it on the podcast. So it's those were edited out. So here we go. My palms are sweaty. <laughs> Maybe that's good. 
<laughs> hang on, hang on, hanging. Are, are we alcoholing okay. up? Is that what's going on? I took two really big sips of booze. If you want to do the same, that's that's your, I, I your hear, deal. I hear the ice clinking. <laughs> There's not enough alcohol in my mixed beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris just sounds resigned. There's just not enough. There's just there enough. isn't. I'm I'm grabbing my my vodka jug and adding more. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna grab my whiskey bottle and add more to my glass. <laughs> Annie's like, my coworker, my co-hosts might might have a problem. <laughs> coworkers, I, 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 I uh, yeah, I might go out this and get the professional of us if we're coworkers. <laughs> Depends on what our job is. <sighs> okay, we ready? What job would this be professional for? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> whiskey tasters. Oh, yeah, sommeliers. <laughs> Somalies? Yes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> We're starting. I'm about to get really embarrassed. I seriously cannot effing believe this is happening. Bo said through gritted teeth. I agree, Bo. Her hands were pressed against the wall, feet spread wide beside the other three women as the officers ransacked the house looking for more contraband. You? Lauren shook her head in disbelief. Wait till this gets around the lab. Human doctor to the fae caught in sex toy bust. That's not embarrassing at all. She dropped her hands as they were cuffed behind her back. Oh, please, you two. What about my street cred? How's this look if I get caught in a sex ring with the ladies? You may be all down with the lady lerve, but I don't swing that way. Kenzie yelled over her shoulder as she was the first to be let out. One by one, the women were placed in the back of the paddy wagon. Do they say that anymore? Paddy wagon? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was hot. The summer heat made the vehicle feel like an incubator, but afforded the perfect excuse for Kenzie's flushed cheeks due to utter embarrassment. She slid along the hard bench seat as Ebony took a proud step inside the vehicle. She carefully sat down next to Kenzie, certain to cross her legs and smile at the officer helping Bo keep her balance as she stepped inside. Honey, please. There's nothing men love more than the idea of a three-way. You'll have them knocking down... Ah. You'll have them knocking your door down. Ebony winked. Ebony, this is all your fault, as usual, both seized as she sat opposite Kenzie. Sure, because all of them are mine. Pot calling the kettle black. She laughed. Ladies, quiet! One of the male officers yelled at them as Lauren was the last to be loaded into the paddy wagon. No! Lauren whispered harshly. It's your fault because you brought the overly enthusiastic rookie cop into the house. Ebony shrugged her shoulders with a complete lack of remorse. Well, Doctor, I know everything about everything. Did you know that was a law? Because in my 2,000 years, I never heard of such a thing. Lauren was quiet. She took pride in knowing even the most tedious details, yet somehow overlooked that fun fact. A law banning the ownership of multiple sex toys? It was archaic at best, and clearly not something Lauren would have even considered a possibility in the year 2015, much less in the United States. Only humans would deny themselves pleasure. Prudes. Ebony folded her arms and shook her head in disapproval of the weaker species. Hey! Kenzie huffed. She puffed out her chest. The metal cuffs restricted her typically animated hands from conducting the passion to her spoken words. I take offense to that. You know I'm all about fun. I put the fun in dysfunctional, and I was twerking long before Miley Cyrus was even born. So don't be grouping us all together like we're some alien species, you big fabot. Bo intervened, ready to defend her girlfriend and her best friend. She had been furious at Ebony for months. The current situation only added fuel to the proverbial fire. 
Evany, it's your fault we're even in Arizona. It's been six months of hell in this hot-ass state on this endless undercover mission. Evany cocked her head and smirked. Hell, you say? Ha! It sure didn't sound like hell coming from your bedroom last night. Bo's eyes widened. She didn't think her late-night rendezvous with Lauren was so loud that Evany heard it all the way on the other side of the spacious house they were sharing. She immediately looked to Kenzie for something, anything, that would indicate Evany was just making a wild assumption. Sorry, Bobo, but she has a point. It sounded more like heaven with all the Jesuses and gods being shouted for the greater part of two hours. I swear, I need better headphones. Can we please stop talking about our sex life? We have more important issues to consider. Like, how the hell are we going to get out of this? Lauren's voice was strained, and her point was valid. The four women remained silent during the ride. The van finally came to a halt, and seconds later, three large men opened the doors. A sudden breeze swept in from outside, cooling the flaring tempers inside the vehicle. Each woman was removed from the paddy wagon and escorted down the sidewalk in front of an old, worn building. The overabundance of decals on the brick building front advised they had arrived at the local police station. Through large double doors and down two hallways, all four women were placed in a large holding cell. An older officer removed their handcuffs individually from outside the locked cell before walking away and leaving them alone for the first time since the arrest. Evany crinkled her nose as she moved to the front corner of the cell. This place smells worse than the... This place smells worse than that shapeshifter's dog breath. Dyson? Kenzie asked. Oh my god, Dyson! Yes, we need our free free phone call. He can get us out of here. For once, Bo, Lauren, and Evany were all in agreement when the three yelled, No! no! In unison, Kenzie jumped at the response. Sheesh, okay, fine. But when I get my one free lifeline, you best be sure that I'm using phone a friend to get our asses out of here. Call Tamsin. She'll know what to do. Lauren's glare softened as she considered Evany's suggestion. Bo showed no preference for or against Tamsin. Kenzie simply shrugged her shoulders as she sat on a flimsy bunk. Fine. Tam-tam it is. A few minutes later, two male officers stepped in. One was the young, cute officer that, em- that Evany had brought to the house. Step back, please. Following the officer's orders, the ladies proceeded to the back of the cell, while the gentleman unlocked the cell door and entered. The older officer looked them over and held up an evidence bag. Okay, ladies, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Nothing happened, officer, Bo responded. We were in our home, minding our own business, until you guys busted into the place. That, young lady. He eyed her up and down, a look of disgust at her attire crossing his face. Is because we received a phone- Ah, Is because we received a call from one of our officers reporting a felony offense. Felony? Oh, God. Lauren's head dropped down as she muttered, This can't be happening. Kenzie began to panic. I had nothing to do with this officer, I swear. I just live here. I'm not even into the ladies. Ask around. The officer slipped on a latex glove and reached into the bag. He pulled out an extra-long blue dildo with a fist at the end. He barely held it by the edge of his fingers as he grimaced. He found the object to be a complete abomination. Who is the owner of this reprehensible item? Not me. Definitely not me. Like I said, I'm innocent. I prefer mine on natural. Kenzie pled. Evany's hills clicked on the hard floor with each of the three small steps she took toward the officer. That would be mine. She soothed as she winked. Kenzie's mouth dropped open in shock. Holy sexcapades! What do you even do with that? Well... No. The goth threw her hands up and shook her head adamantly, hating that she even asked. Never mind. I don't want to know. 
The younger officer, who had been quiet until now, didn't take well that Evany was the owner of such an object. Evany? But why would you need that if you had me? His plea sounded pathetic. Even the older officer rolled his eyes. Evany placed her hands on her hips and glared at the young man in his perfectly pressed uniform. Size matters, sweetheart. Sorry to burst your bubble. His jaw tightened, as did his fists. Too bad you didn't do something else with those fists. Maybe he would be happier. <laughs> Frustrated by such a callous insult, he puffed out his chest before turning around and throwing open the cell door. The metal bars rattled as he slammed it shut and stormed off. Ebony smiled, rather pleased with causing such an obvious reaction. Let's continue, shall we? The remaining officer returned the dildo to the bag and retrieved another one. This one was smaller, your standard issue pink strap-on with a vibrator. And this one? I think that's supposed to be the officer. Sorry. Oh. <clears throat> and this one? <laughs> Shall I try that again? <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> Both sighed as she raised her hand like a well-disciplined student. Mine. Ebony gasped, trying to repress her laughter. So tame, Bo. I'm disappointed. Bo glared at her. Oh, trust me, Ebony, there's nothing tame about what Lauren and I- Bo! Lauren shouted at her fuming girlfriend. Her own frustrations were running high, high enough that she had turned and directed her anger at the police officer. Officer, we have rights. I demand to see the charges brought against us. Immediately. The officer looked surprised at her demands. He glanced at Bo. She really isn't tame, is she? Lauren remained quiet despite her objection to his crude statement, but Bo couldn't help but smile, knowing that Lauren really wasn't tame in bed. Ever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. He reached in the bag once more, pulling out a very sleek, long, purple glass object. And? Lauren's head fell back as she stared at the ceiling inside. <sighs> Mine. Doctor, I'm impressed. Ebony smirked, eyeing the toy with a keen interest. Kenzie jumped up from the bunk to get a closer look, studying it inquisitively as the officer held it at arm's length. Damn, hot pants. That has some serious ribbed action going on. <laughs> I mean, if you're into that. Oh, my face feels hot. Bo looked <laughs> over Kenzie's shoulder at the shiny glass object. I've never seen that one, Lauren. Bo's brow quirked up. A sexy smile pulled at her lips. It was going to be a surprise tonight. Lauren shrugged with a flirty smile and a glimmer of mischief in her eye. Surprise. Bo shut her eyes tight to hide the blue flash. Hmm, I bet you did all the research on glass ones too, didn't you, babe? Excuse me. A deep voice intervened. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chris's dude voice. I know. <laughs> Can we get back to the bro? <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> Can we get back to the problem at hand? <laughs> <laughs> Try to help. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. <clears throat> Can we get back to the problem at hand? <laughs> Sorry, officer. 
Lauren replied and blushed. She gave Bo a little wink that brought a bashful smile to the doctor's lips. The officer reached into the bag once again. He pulled out two items. One looked to be a remote control wrapped in a pair of red lace undies, and one was a small plug-shaped object. Damn, this is like a game of guess what's in Santa's sack. Looks like he only had a naughty list this year. (laughs) Kenzie joked, trying to lighten the mood, but no one laughed. I thought it was funny, Kenzie. Each one of these items increased the charges against them. The more evidence the police had, the worse the punishment could be. Oh, those are mine, officer. Ebony admitted. I was really looking forward to having some fun with those tonight, too. Oh, well, his loss. The officer shook his head at her brazen attitude, but he wasn't done yet. Again, he reached in and slowly started to reveal the next toy. As he lifted his hand, more and more of the toy became visible. It was as if he was extracting a never-ending length of silicone from the bag. The toy was large enough that the officer dropped the bag and held it held the object with both hands, 14 inches from base to tip stood tall in the firm grip of a very pale police officer. Wide eyes and open mouths graced the faces of Ebony and Kenzie. Oh, I almost did this next part, but I'm going to try. <laughs> The officer tilted his hand slightly, studying the toy and clearly making fast assumptions, or perhaps even his own comparisons. Four inches thick at the base, this toy exceeded the definition of extravagant. Tapering to a much smaller girth at the head, this one had clearly taken the majority of the room by surprise. Oh, God. It was Lauren again. Her hands moved fast to cover her beet red face. I feel you, Lauren. She turned away, (laughs) unable to face anyone in the room, as yet another one of her possessions was now on display. Now that one I know, Bo beamed. Holy Moby's dick! (laughs) Kenzie explained her expression was total shock. Ebony, on the other hand, smiled wide in appreciation of the object before them. Well, in all my years, I have never, ever... I stand corrected on my prude comment, Doctor. Bo flashed a smirk at Ebony. Jealous, Ebony? You should be. It's a whale of a- Officer! Lauren interrupted. Do we have to do it like this? I mean, can't we just look in the bag and tell you what's ours? She was beyond embarrassed already, and if the officers had done a thorough job, they probably had two more rather interesting-looking ones that belonged to her. None of them are mine. Kenzie plopped onto the bench, folding her arms and crossing her legs in defiance. I'm sure the officer has a reason to display each one of these. And besides, I'm enjoying this, Doctor. Now I know how you keep the, um... Ebony nearly forgot they were in the presence of human policemen. Bo, so interested. Shut it, Ebony. Bo took two hard steps before calming herself as the officer moved toward her. The sex is amazing, but I'm interested because I love her. Gods, you two are nauseating. That Morgan examined her nails without a care in the world. Whatever happened to a good old-fashioned screw? The succubus rolled her eyes and huffed. You will never understand- I can't do any more of this. (laughs) The officer dropped his head and muttered to himself as he was led out of the cell. As he disappeared from sight, his voice could be heard booming through the adjoining room. Someone else finish this, I'm through. A minute later, another officer rounded the corner, this time pushing a cart with a box on top. And in that moment, when Lauren saw the edge of a light blue ribbon peeking out from under the lid, she knew what the officers had been through. Step back, please. This officer was not as old as the one who bailed on his duty, nor as young as Ebony's boy toy. He had a scruffy mustache and an expression that was void of any personal emotion. The lady stepped back in the cell as he entered the space, bringing with him the cart and its contents. Oh, please do not tell me there's some sort of sex swing in that box. Kenzie blurted out. 
Adjusting his latex gloves, the officer asked, This box, does it also belong to you as well, doctor? Lauren merely shook her head and mentally disappeared from the room. Yes, it was hers. Until now, only Bo knew the contents, but that was about to change. State your name, ma'am. <sighs> Dr. Lauren Lewis. And you recognize this box, correct? Yes, officer. Bo moved to Lauren's side for support on what appeared to be a very embarrassing moment. Lauren, you brought that to Arizona? Bo whispered. I had it shipped last week. You said you missed it, and I had no idea how much longer we'd be away from home. The officer lifted the lid of the box, more of the light blue ribbon cascading to the cart's surface. With both gloved hands, the officer shifted the ribbon aside to reveal a double-ended dildo. He shifted it and held it in his open palms as he looked directly at Lauren. Is this your property as well, ma'am? She shook her head with a non-verbal yes. Ebony threw her hands in the air. Well, great. At this rate, we'll be sentenced to life in prison. Life? In a woman's prison? God, no. I need men in my life. You all go to prison and play with your harem of Chapmans and Vases. 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 <laughs> go live out some purple is the new dildo fantasy without me. I'm innocent. Kenzie, you are not making this any easier. Remember, I'm your best friend, and I do know about that one time that la, you- La 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 No need to bring up the past, Bobo. Let's just focus on moving forward. The officer returned the toy to the box and immediately lifted out the last of Lauren's sex toys. Well, if that isn't the mother of all monuments... Bo's eyes widened. God, Lauren, that was a gag gift. You still have it? Oh, sure. That's what they all say. Ebony quipped. What? It's the Eiffel Tower. I can't just throw away a replica of La Tour Eiffel. Eiffel. <laughs> La Tour Eiffel. Within seconds, the booking officer appealed from around the corner, grabbing everyone's attention. You each get... Wait, which one is this? It doesn't matter. <laughs> dude, you each get one call. Who's first? The group immediately looked to Ebony, who merely huffed at having to do yet another task on her own. Very well. Uh, I will handle it. You better. It's all your fault, Bo grumbled. Ebony proceeded to the cell door and was escorted out. She followed the older officer down the hall, around the corner, and past a few detectives' desks. Her usual grace and swagger was undeterred by the fact that she was currently a prisoner and well on her way to poorly fitting, itchy clothing and barely edible food. Arriving at a basic landline telephone, the officer glared at his prisoner. Make it quick! The officer snapped. She punched in the number to reach Tamsin and waited as it rang on the other end her perfectly manicured nails tapping impatiently on the faded commercial paint gray-painted wall. Hello? It's about time you decided to answer the phone. Morgan? Where are you? I don't recognize this number. She glanced over her shoulder to a police officer nearby. Ebony smiled before turning her attention back to the phone call. Yes, well, it's a long story, but it ends with you getting down here pronto and fixing our little problem. What kind of problem? That's none of your concern. If you expect me to fix shit, I have to know what kind of shit I'm dealing with. Fine. Ebony explained their predicament. She kept her voice low, attempting to keep her story from ears dropping ears. No. <laughs> ears dropping? <laughs> ears dropping is a new thing. Attempting to keep her story from eavesdropping ears nearby. She only shared most of the key points with Tamsin, although each one of the details seemed just as unbelievable as the next. Ebony frowned hard as Tamsin laughed on the other end of the line. <laughs> hard, get Holy it? shit! This has to be the most awesome thing I have ever heard! Ebony rolled her eyes as she tightened her grip on the receiver. I'm glad you're <laughs> amused. 
Now get your ass down here. Use my personal travel agent so I'm not sitting in this shithole for days. <laughs> Tamsin was still laughing. <laughs> Tildo Limit. <laughs> you can't even make that shit up. <laughs> and Dr. Lewis. Dr. Lewis. Really? I would have never guessed. It's always the silent types. Of course, you know, you are sworn to silence. As your boss, I will personally kill you for treason and deliver you as a snack to the underfay if you breathe a word of this to anyone. Oh, believe me when I say that just knowing is way more than enough. If you're not here in 20 minutes, I'll have that lovely head of yours hanging over my fireplace. Are you sure you don't want to put it in your nightstand next year? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Relax. It will take me a few minutes to set things in motion, but I have a plan. Well, get to it. I don't have all day. Actually, yeah, you do. Tamsin chuckled and hang up. Nope. <laughs> Tamsin chuckled and hug up. Effing Valkyrie. Ebony slammed the receiver on the phone cradle. She ran her hands over her clothes in an attempt to regain some decency in her appearance before being paraded back to the holding cell. She took a seat and crossed her legs elegantly, like she wasn't sitting in a jail cell, but in her office instead. She'll be here soon. Forty-five minutes later, the group sat quietly in their cell, each staring off at nothing in particular. It was then that Tamsin rounded the corner and came to a stop next to the cell. She leaned her elbows on the rails and smiled wide. Well, well, I always hope to see Bo behind bars. Evany, it suits you well, too. All four women stood up quickly, moving near the cell door. Just get us the hell out of here. Ebony sneered. The older officer took slower steps as he entered the room and walked next to Tamsin. He hiked up his sagging pants before he pointed at the four women on the opposite side of the cell bars. So are these the women you've been after? Tamsin smiled wide as she nodded in the affirmative. Yep, all four of them. These are the women I've been after. They're a sick bunch, sir. She held back a laugh as the four of them crossed their arms and glared at her. Been trying to catch them for a year. They've been running an underground sex ring back in Toronto. Caught one of their cohorts last week with a dozen of those damn toys. Charged them with possession and intent to distribute. The officer's face contorted with disgust. Sick. Can you believe they had about 20 of them among the four of them? And this one. He pointed at Kenzie. Almost had me believing she was an innocent bystander. Ha! Tamsin patted the officer's back in a congratulatory manner. Well, I can assure you, officer, that they will be punished severely back in Canada. We don't tolerate that kind of behavior back home. I will make sure that you are all commended for your service. He inhaled deeply and smiled, happy with the recognition. Thank you. We appreciate that. Well, the paperwork is all finished. I will arrange for their transport. I do have one question, though. All the women perked up, patiently wondering what he could possibly ask. Tamsin replied with a simple, What? How did you get here so fast? Oh, um, I was down here following up a lead when headquarters called. I guess your bust came across their desk. He placed his hands on his hips and once again nodded with amazement. Wow, our news made it all the way up to Toronto? The officer stood up taller as he puffed his chest out. His eyes shone bright with pride. Yup, nice work. Now let's get this over with. I can't wait to get them home and grill the hell out of them. The officer made a fist and tapped Tamsin on the shoulder like one of the good old boys. You got it. Oh, and I need all the evidence boxed up and ready for transport. 
The officer raised his hands, palm forward, and surrender. You can definitely have that. Our small town isn't into orgies. That's big city stuff. Oh, officer, I kind of feel sorry for you. (laughs) That evening, back in Toronto... I told Tamsin to toss that stuff. I don't want any of them after those men put their grubby little hands all over him. Feels dirty. Lauren said as she walked next to her girlfriend on the sidewalk toward the crack shack. Agreed. Bo shivered, disgusted at the thought. You know, babe, there is one good thing that came out of all of this. She draped her arms around her girlfriend's shoulders and pulled her closer. And what might that be? The doctor smirked. We get to go shopping. She waggled her arouse and flashed a sexy grin. I like your positive outlook. Lauren cooed as she leaned in and captured her girlfriend's lips in a heated kiss. Gross. Can't you even wait until we're through the door and away from me before you start sexing each other up again? Kenzie pushed the door open, set her bags down, and walked into the kitchen. What the fay? Immediately spying a heaping pile of adult product magazines and free samples scattered across the kitchen table, Kenzie froze in her tracks. Bo and Lauren dropped their things and quickly made their way to the stack. They fingered through the lot quickly, scanning catalogs, store sale coupons, and even pre-sale notices. The pair made a few hmms and oohs. Lauren held up a picture for Bo to see, making her eyes flash. She whispered something in the doctor's ear that made her blush and giggle. Kenzie rolled her eyes and turned away as she stomped to her room. For the love of all the fae and all that is holy, remind me to thank Ebony for those noise-canceling headphones. Tamsin strolled in the front door, letting the last few bags down before heading over to the lovers who were oblivious to the Valkyrie. After tossing your precious and, I'd admit, impressive treasures, I figured you'd be anxious to get your Fifty Shades of Fey groove back on. She winked at Lauren and turned to Bo. Later, succubus. Neither woman spoke as they watched Tamsin near the exit. Tamsin stopped and looked back over her shoulder. There may be a surprise upstairs. I couldn't find blue, but I think you'll recognize the ribbon. Try not to sexy her to death. And with that, she shut the door, leaving the couple alone. Bo looked at Lauren in shock that quickly shifted to excitement. She started to run for the bedroom. Loser has to watch! Oh, Lauren grabbed a hold of <laughs> Bo's hand and yanked her back. Baby, sex with you. There are no losers. <laughs> she slammed her into her arms and kissed the succubus deeply, passionately, making Bo's head spin. Carefully, she released her hold as Bo stood there mesmerized, the lingering taste of the doctor on her lips. Lauren took off for the bedroom, skipping two steps at a time until she reached the top. Unless you're the last one there. Bo stood at the bottom of the stairs with her jaw hanging wide open. I can't believe... No, I can't. (laughs) I can't believe what a cheater my girlfriend is. You, Dr. Lewis, are so gonna pay. That item you just showed me in the magazine, I may not let you use it on me. Bo sulked. Sulked. (laughs) <laughs> Bo sulked as she shuffled her feet slowly. The race was already lost. Bo? Yeah? Why are you still downstairs talking up here when I'm up here, naked? <laughs> and in your favorite position. <laughs> her eyes flashed blue. Suddenly, Bo was completely done talking. <laughs> and then, Annie? Document <laughs> sex! <laughs> Oh my god, my face is really red. I'm so hot. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) 
see, okay. Yes, we were we trying do. to figure out who was going to read which parts. Chris was all, do you want to take be the narrator, Stephanie? And I was like, I don't know. That means I, get, I talk a lot and you guys. And then I realized it's because I get to say like dildo and describe <laughs> over, dildos. It was mostly because you're usually the one leading conversation anyway. And I thought it was a sure. logical sure. logical choice. Sure. The other part was just a bonus. Sure. <laughs> You just wanted me to be the one who had to talk about dildos all the time. I have dildo stories. Should I share them? <laughs> dildo stories. This was your dumb idea, Stephanie. <laughs> so I figured you should be the one to have to read her this stuff since you're the one who opened this can of damn worms. Fair. <laughs> I thought so. Okay, and, and let me clarify. I really, I mean, no offense, no, and nothing against this story. I think it's a really fun, funny story. It, like, like I said, we, there's a whole section we didn't read. So if you haven't read the story already, I really hope you go read it. It's there's more fun to be had with it if you haven't read the story already. I'll put a link in the show notes. But I just got really uncomfortable having to talk about dildos so much. I'm okay talking about dildos in the abstract, but apparently when it comes to describing them in detail like my delicate southern flower emerges and i start to turn red i noticed how you chris pick parts that did not involve you talking about dildos pretty much ever that was very cagey <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't intentional uh-huh 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 <laughs> <laughs> no because the whole thing started i had you put down for a narrator because you're usually the one leading conversation i thought it made sense uh-huh you told me that you wanted me to read Dyson parts because you thought my dude voice was hilarious. No. But there was <laughs> no Dyson in that story, so I had to go with the officers, because I think we actually discussed that at some point. Yeah. It's like, well, you can still voice the officers. It's fine. And then I had uh, Annie down for Lauren, because Annie said she wanted to voice Lauren. That's all I had originally. And then the discussion that followed is what produced the other results. It uh -huh. makes sense. Uh -huh. I'm mostly innocent, damn it. <laughs> See me going, 14 inches, 14 inches. Wow. Oh, God, I'm trying I mean, to remember. What did Susan call that dildo she used to have? But, oh. It, really? <laughs> it wasn't just the last one. one. just got way more interested in this discussion. Oh, the glass is really thick. It, no, don't I worry know, about but it. I just, it makes me cringe. No, okay, I do have a double dildo. Double dildo? Double dildo? 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 Would it, wouldn't it be an endo then? <laughs> I have a double double. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Double-headed dildo story. This is not involving me. Not involving me. None of uh -huh. my dildo stories actually involve me. But <laughs> So she says. So I say. Uh -huh. That's what they all say. Is so she says. says. <laughs> No, okay, so I had a friend who was gifted a, a double-headed dildo by her girlfriend, and she looked at the thing. She was like, it, it was just so big. It was oh. just so big. Ow. And she's like, you are not getting that anywhere near me. And so instead, she used it to cover up the gap underneath her front door to keep the <laughs> breeze from coming. What? Yeah, a, a draft, draft, a draft blocker. Yeah. That's, that's not really what you want as a draft blocker. <laughs> All the guests come and go, oh, wow. It you worked know really not well, I gotta say. <laughs> we just like, get like a fabric cover for it and nobody knows, right? No, exactly. Exactly. But not it everybody's not a knitter like you. Chris. You could you could totally tell it was a double-headed dildo, but it worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine Chris sitting there. What are you knitting? 
I'm knitting a sock for the double-headed dildo for a friend. I didn't, even, I didn't even mean knitted. I mean, you could go to, like, a craft store and get some fabric and just, like, glue a little sleeve on there. You know, it wouldn't be that difficult. No, no. <laughs> Chris has some experience. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, ah. You know what? That next on your Etsy page. Dildo covers. <laughs> Five ninety nine for short ones, ten ninety nine for long double headed ones. <laughs> Drunk Dodger covers whatever you may use as one. <laughs> Too much vodka. Too much vodka. <laughs> oh well, I poured myself a lot of whiskey. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that is a lot of whiskey. I wish I was I as drunk I as might you guys. Need to go get some ice cubes. Jeez. That's like a that's like a full yeah like like tumbler. <laughs> I overshot. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my other, well, one of my other dildo stories was just that I helped somebody moved and she took great pride, like telling me later, like, you know, that box that you were carrying up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That was full of my dildos. Like, okay, I don't care. <laughs> I but now I'm suspicious just, of all. Now the question is, why did she feel compelled to tell you that? I know. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But now I'm like suspicious of all leftover Amazon shipping boxes. I'm like, what are you keeping in there? Is that your dildo collection? <laughs> well, I do have a few of my floor right here, but no, I... A few what, Annie? Amazon boxes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> well, I have no dildos in them. <sighs> Did you say any more? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I have no dildos in them. Okay, here's the question, though. Say, like, you, you purchase a dildo for use with a partner, and then you and said partner no longer partner, you know, that you break up in some way. <laughs> what do you do with the dildo? Like, it's perfectly, it's a perfectly good dildo, but, you know. I'd be kind of freaked out, because I'm like, how do you sterilize it really well? Well, you put it through, well, a lot of them you can put it through the dishwasher, but, like. True. Is it appropriate to try to use that with a subsequent partner? I feel like that'd be an awkward conversation. I happen to have this dildo, you know, like it's perfectly like, owned. Yeah, but then it's like, do they need to start some sort of organization for previously owned like toys for twats? Like, does this need to become a thing where you donate your your previously used? Like, I don't, I, mm, well, I don't know what to do with these. <laughs> like, what do you do? What do you do? I'm just thinking that it'd be really funny. It's like, what if you had a badly made dildo and it melted in the dishwasher and came out all half? That happened to a cutting board I had once. So. Came out all warped. The dildo came out warped. That's why I That has happened support. to me with Ikea cutting boards, which is why I will never yeah. buy a dildo at Ikea. Don't buy your dildos at Ikea. They suck. <laughs> Do not do put it together uh, yourself, dildos. Tap <laughs> on the base DIY. here. Screw the end on here. There you go. <laughs> the harness is just like these random pieces of leather that you have to like, stitch together. And you look so pleased with yourself right now. <sighs> I just would never want to do it because of all the chafing. <laughs> All the chafing, yeah. Yeah, that is something to consider. <laughs> I do remember, I did have an awkward moment, though, where, like, this guy was cleaning out a bedroom that used to belong to a couple of friends of mine. 
a, a couple, a lesbian couple of friends of mine. They're both lesbians. I can call a lesbian couple, a lesbian couple of friends of mine. And uh, he was like, I found this thing. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think you told me about this. It's like, should I get rid of it? <laughs> um, that's up to you. Uh, <laughs> if you want to keep it, like. Uh, <laughs> awkward. It sounds awkward, awkward to me. Awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just like, dude, do you seriously not know that's a harness? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you could use it for stunt work if you're, you know, employed in Hollywood and fight scenes and stuff. Never mind. What? <laughs> that was a terrible joke. It was a terrible joke. Why would it come in handy for fight scenes, Chris? Because they have the harnesses for wire work. Oh, You know, okay. if you're going to send somebody flying when <laughs> when they get hit or something, or if they're going to do I like, uh, you know, the wushu. They generally provide those, though. It's not like, do you, no, you know, I know. your own I, <laughs> I said it was a terrible joke, Stephanie. What more do you want? <laughs> so thank you to people who submitted suggestions for us to read the dildo story. We oh, appreciate dear. it. <laughs> do you think we do? I mean, oh dear. <laughs> <sighs> but thank you to... to the the uh, somewhat addicted and the lost foodie, as well as Sally, whose username I cannot say, for, <laughs> for writing the stories that we read on this podcast. There'll be links where you can go and read read the stories with your eyes in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Over at com slash 100. You can leave any comments you might have about this episode over there. I don't know what comments you might have besides stop talking about dildos. It makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) My ears, my ears, they're bleeding. And and comments about how we have a drinking problem, probably. (laughs) We have a drinking problem. Is Chris's voice okay after doing that? (laughs) The answer is no. (laughs) But you can also send us an email to feedback at drinksatthedoll.com. Or you could send us a voice message by clicking on the Send Voicemail tab on the right-hand side of our website, as well as calling our listener voicemail line, 972-514-7223. I'm touching my elbow, and it kind of feels numb. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's what Wild Turkey does. What have you been doing with your elbow? I don't know. I did nothing, but I'm drinking. I think it's because of that. (laughs) I'm so glad you could join us for Drinks of the Doll. There was a lot of drinking this time. My name is Stephanie. I'm very hot. My name is Annie. <laughs> <laughs> too, too much drinking. Too much drinking. My name is Chris. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Or, or should I have said, my name is Chris. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my name is Annie. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I can't do guy voices. Thank you so much for listening. Unless they sound like a Muppet. Like <laughs> not sound like a Muppet. Uh, stop recording. Stop recording. Okay, stop. okay. good. <laughs>